You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. Aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train. Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. It's great to be back here in the studio at 105.7 FM, The Fan, and 12.50 AM. Yes, uh, we are here again Saturday morning. We're here from 6 to 8, like part-time said. (laughs) And uh, we will take your calls. This is a live show, so we will take your comments, questions, whatever, at 414-799-1250. Good morning, Danny. Good morning, Nick. How's everybody today? You know, despite the fact that it's a live show, Tom, yeah, truly amazing that we never make a mistake. Yeah, right. Right? I wish. We never make a mistake. Well, never one, say anything stupid. No, what you know, never forget someone's name. I brought this up. Uh, well, people have brought this up and I when they've asked me questions about what's the difference between doing two TV and radio. And you did a TV show with me. And if if we on TV, if you're you know it's being videotaped, right? If you say something stupid, hey, stop the tape. We do cut. it over. Yeah, cut. We do it over. Okay. And now try we, it again. Yeah. But on the radio, and we often do say kind of goofy, you know, stupid things. Yeah, we get off the wall. We we can't just do it over. Nope. <laughs> you know? it's, so out it's out there. there. It's, it's out there in the world. That's right. A uh, couple of things just to let people know today. Uh, after the 7.30 break, we have a special guest coming in the studio, Nate Sherper from Sherpers. He's uh, cutting their new ad today, and he's also going to be talking about their new knife site called mkeblade.com. It's a knife site all about knives. And We're stuff. talking about knives. Yeah, well, he's going to talk about other things, too, about Sherpers. But he'll be in after the 7.30 segment for uh, for the 10-minute segment there. We're, we're becoming more and more an adult show, Tom. We shouldn't have kids listening to stories about knives and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And uh, let's see, you know, there was another thing I was supposed to report. See, I forgot. I should, I, should write the, I should write these things down. Oh, sure. I sh- oh, yes, here it is. I, I did write it down. It's right here. I just put it in a different spot, a little post-it note. Spit it out. Today... <laughs> Yeah. Today is the start of our new NFL football picking contest, which is mercy. Yeah. Well, this is going to be an easy one. This is going to take, it takes place every year after the seven to 15 break. We take a caller and all this year, the caller just has to pick the Packer game against the spread. So whoever they're playing, whatever the spread is, you pick who you think's going to win, and it's brought to you by Curly's Waterfront Pub on Pewaukee Lake. Now, and if you if you win, if you're right, I send you out a ten dollar gift certificate to Curly's, which is really good. 
That's a good deal. Well, Curly's is nice. I was yeah. there last night. Yeah. Yeah. Saw all kinds of people there. Yeah, I walked in the door. I heard Dan, 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 really? shaking hands. I did a 360. Said hi <laughs> to about five people at once. That's great. And I talked to an old uh, friend of mine, Larry Bly from uh, Green Bay, and he was talking about bear hunting, how he shot a 500-pound bear up in Canada. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's a big, a big one. bear. That's a big one. He shot it with a 338 Magnum, right? Yeah. And... Uh, I said, man, you don't need something that big for bear. But apparently he had bought the rifle for a caribou hunt. And when he went caribou hunting, they said, man, you don't need something that big. Caribou don't die that hard. So then he figured, well, I got to use it for something. Yeah. And he shot the bear. And, you know, the difference between bear hunting and, and deer hunting, or, I mean, I guess, shot placement on a bear and a deer is, for a bear with the, with a high powered rifle anyway and a solid, solidly constructed bullet for a bear they often I've, I've read this often take one of the shoulders out and you okay. want to try and get them on the ground as opposed to with the deer generally it's shoot them behind the shoulder yeah hit the vitals hit the vitals but with the bear they kind of recommend if you can uh, break a shoulder down at the same time hitting the putting it in the boiler room and uh, you're more likely to Put them down there, okay. so you don't don't want to go chasing a bear into the middle of nowhere. Now the bear I shot years ago, I double lunged it with a 280 grain, 280 grain with the 44 Magnum. It was uh, what kind of what kind of Swift A frame, which is a real stout bullet, mm-hmm. and it drilled you know through the whole bear, and um, but still didn't leave any kind of a blood trail. You know those bear, they got that big thick fur yeah, and stuff. Yeah, it soaks it right up. And eh? plus it's not like it's snow on the ground yeah, like deer yeah. season when you might find a little drop and it shows up so good in the snow. Yeah. So that bear ran 50 yards and piled up, but I never found any blood trail to follow at all, no. even though it was solidly hit. This year's bear season in Wisconsin, is it the 9th or the 11th of September? Yeah, I don't know. It's there? always right around that time. Yeah. And, uh, I guess the bear zones for this year are the same. I, I think I read that on the DNR website. Uh, I believe they might be making some changes, but if they do, that's probably go- going to be mm-hmm. next year. And it used to be that they'd alternate. Alternating years, the hound hunters would have first right, right, crack, and then, right. and then the following year, the yeah. stand hunters would have first crack. Mm. But I'm not sure if they're doing that anymore. I, I'm, I'm putting in for bear tags, but I'm only at four preference points, then I forget to put in half the time. So mm. I'm hoping to do it one more time. Well, I told you my son Nick has got a bear tag this year. And between him and his father-in-law and his brother-in-laws, they've been baiting his stand right, <laughs> for the last couple months, right? And every time they go up, it's been hit. Every time they bait it, it's hit. So. Do you know that in order for somebody to assist baiting a stand, they actually have to have a bear hunting license? Oh, really? You have to pay. You, it's not an actual uh, license that allows you to tag and kill one. Right, right. But you have to actually pay to get your bear license. And I think it, back in the day, like I had my uh, cousin's kid doing it, which I guess he's a second cousin. He's in his 30s. But uh, he actually had to buy, and I think it's only like five bucks or something. Some One of they, our listeners yeah, might know. They but, probably have it. I'm sure they do. They yeah, but they're supposed else. to. Well, they're yeah, I don't know for sure. I can sure, see but... that being an overlooked thing for a lot yeah. of people. But if you're yeah. going yeah. in, handling the bait and stuff, yeah. I don't know why they got it like that. I wonder why the DNR would uh I don't know. You want to open up those that. phone lines, Nick, in case somebody does call us and 
give us an answer to that? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, this, I'm so glad to be at the show today. You I are? really am. Yeah, I'm not. I wish I were still no, sleeping, man. I am glad. No, I'm glad my, to be with you, gents. My, uh, my wife was on vacation this last week, and uh, what drives me crazy when she's on vacation is she always is finding stuff for me to do. And it's like, hey, I got stuff to do. <laughs> not, not really, but <laughs> you know, I got to watch this TV yeah, now here's show. The, thing. <laughs> it's, the whole key is all about looking busy because, uh, yeah, like, you got When yeah. I worked, I worked construction, road construction for James Cape and Company out of Racine, and the boss, his name was Arlen. He was just wild. I mean, he was wild. We'd be on a job site, and he was one of these hyper guys. His hands would be shaking all the time. He was all so nervous. And then when the big guy came, James Cape came around, oh, my God, this guy. So when he'd come driving on up, he's always going 100 miles an hour, slams on his brakes, dust would be rolling over his truck (laughs) as he'd be getting out. And you'd look busy. Nobody, I'd, I'd take a shovel and move a rock from one side of the concrete to the other side and go back just to keep moving. Do not yeah. look like you're standing right. around. And I think, and, he, and I was a valued, he loved me. I was a valued employee. He <laughs> called me back year after year, and then he'd give me the easy jobs. He'd yeah. say, Bushy, what do you want? You can do this. I, I'd get my pick of yeah. the jobs. Yeah. But I had to prove myself first, concrete burns and everything yeah. else. Um, but something about wives, Waka, John's son-in-law, yeah. said said this to me a couple of years ago. He's talking about his wife and uh, and Sarah and Loey, both. Uh, this was back when John was alive. He said something about women that just they. It really drives them nuts to see guys just lounging around doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. it really gets it. Really, especially for some type. So they'd always be finding something for mm. for him to do. It. I'd hear him call Waka. I'd hear him <laughs> calling outside my window Waka. You know, always making him do something. And John would defend him. John yeah. would defend him and yeah. say, come on, for crying out loud, leave the guy alone. John, in fact, Waka used to sneak over to my building and just yeah. have a place to hide. Yeah. But now he can't do that anymore because he moved into the building. Oh, yeah, right. He what sneaks is... over to Park Avenue Pizza every once in a while and just saunters on over there. <laughs> but it isn't long before the old choke chain, you know, all of a sudden he gets a phone call yeah. after being there 15 minutes. Where are you? Yeah. I'm with no, Dan Bush. No, my wife, she found plenty of stuff for me to do this week. and. But uh, there was something. Uh, what did you find out? Yeah, what did you have to uh, do? Different things. Different things. A lot of cleaning stuff. Yeah, but Moving was it, stuff was, was it really necessary stuff. or was she just not used to seeing you lay on the couch? Uh, I don't lay on the couch. What I do you got, do? You I get got the a recliner? Nice, and... I got a nice recliner. <laughs> and, and I got my fire stick you does know, she to let, watch different movies Does she let shows. you smoke indoors? Oh, God, no. I don't never smoke indoors, ever. So you got to walk out and have a smoke? Always. Just like here? Even in the wintertime. So but like, in the wintertime, I smoke less because then it's only a half a smoke. So Because <laughs> it's too darn cold out. So, like, do you get up in the middle of the night? No, God, no. You don't smoke in the middle of the night? No, I don't no, even. You're, I don't you're even, a REM sleep three? I don't even have a smoke before I go to bed or nothing like that. I mean, I smoke, but I don't smoke that much. How about know? snoring? Does she make you sleep in a different room and stuff? I want my own room. Oh, you're one of okay. I'm one of those that I would love my own room. I'd you, put a lock on it and everything. <laughs> do you have your own room? No, she well, won't, build one. She won't give it to me. We have. What do you mean she won't give it to you? Rooms, but she wait, won't. Wait a second. She won't give it to you. That's right. Okay, go ahead, say it. What? <laughs> I, I'd go say. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. I'd have this, this. By the way, folks, is coming from a non-married person. 
<laughs> well, listen, come on, Nick. Are you ever going to be like that when you get married? Are you going to be that? I'm not ever going to be married, so no. Well, welcome to my world, buddy. And I'm living the Dan Bush lifestyle. There we go. On my uh, palatial estate yep. in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. There you go. Carefree. There we go. There you keep go. it. Keep it simple. Keep it easy. That's but, right. But I can't believe. Well, wouldn't you like have like your one room? Where you know you, you can have your one room, but then you got your room to go snore in afterwards. Well, I've got my man cave downstairs. In you the sleep basement. down there sometimes? No, God, no, no. Because you but look I to me like a guy cave. who must snore like crazy, and no. I'm surprised the wife doesn't want to. No, I don't make no. the room for you to go to. No, if, I think a lot of women end up kicking their guy out. Yeah, no, they I don't snore really and, snore much. No, no, no. Uh, but no, I would, I would like, you know, but. You know, but then it's kind of nice in the wintertime to have that warm body next to you <laughs> when it's kind of chilly inside. I could always get a dog. Uh, no, that don't that don't work. No. But anyway, well, one of these days maybe I'll get that spare room that I want to put all my, my computer stuff in and all that stuff. Computer stuff? Yeah, it's downstairs too in my man this cave. This from a guy who... Who doesn't? Well, lucky, lucky emails. He doesn't use text on no, the phone. Don't, don't use I don't text. understand why you don't move into the 21st century here, Tom. I had to tell both of the don't new producers it. the last two weeks. I was like, "This is Tom's number. Call him. Do not text. You got to call him. Let yep. him know." Yep. Yep. I no. I don't. Hey, if somebody wants to tell me something, they can call me. Otherwise. And that's another thing. What's that? My cell phone. You call my cell phone during the day up until about three thirty, but then after that, I turn it off. Then, and then after Listen. that, you got to call my home phone. Once, <laughs> once out of twenty phone calls, have I actually gotten Tom to pick up without leaving a message? Well, that was bef- when you called before three thirty. Both your phones always go to message. Well, I'm busy. I'm a busy guy. Yeah, I could what? be. I could be outside. I could be in the bathroom. I could be down in the basement. How come your you wife know? never answers? a home phone she don't she don't she don't pick she looks at the at, at who's calling and if she does if it's not like one of her sisters or one of her kids well then she ain't gonna pick it up no matter who it is the pope could call and if it says the pope's calling i don't know him. what if, what if <laughs> now i don't know him. okay Bodie, we got to experiment with this one what if it were a woman calling and she sees some strange woman's nope. name calling no, she you don't pick think up. she'd get a little nosy, nope. a little suspicious? Nope. Come on, yeah, no, because she knows well, she's because so. she knows me better than that. That's his alternate you know. identity. That's Tom Newbody. I'm picking New, yeah. chicks up at the bar. Yeah, Newbody. Yeah, Tom Newbody. Didn't I call myself that one day? Yeah, yeah, I did. Like three Tom Newbody. Hey, let's go to That's a break. Right? Radio let's, TV let's mistake thing <laughs> live. Hey, let's talk a little fishing or hunting, and when we come back, all right, Danny. I see when you we come brought back, some stuff. I got some things to talk oh, yeah. about, and it has to do with technology, Tom, and hunting. Oh boy, technology! Just what I need. Just what you need to hear. More technology. I'll even spell technology for you. All Tom. right, we'll be right back, folks. Stay tuned. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty is the phone number. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Newbauer, and Nick Bodie is. Back with us in the saddle Part again. Time. We'll be right back. You really like my limousine. You like the way the wheels roll. You like my seven inch leather heels and going to all of the shows. But do you love me? But. Whoa. 
Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. 799-1250 is our number. I'm Dan. We got Tom. Part-time Nick is back, filling in his doing his part-time here with us today. It's gosh darn good to see him. Um, Tom, before we went to the break, I, I kind of teased. You know how we do those great teases? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then we forget. You know, and then we forget. We forget what you're talking about. Okay, we're talking about uh, technology a little bit. So I got this flip phone, and now I got this new truck which has like the touch screen and I think I can do like everything from my truck. I think I could launch a, a satellite or something if, the, the, <laughs> if I wanted to, if I knew which buttons. So one of the gals that I teach with, she says, oh, Dan, I'll show you how to use it. I'm going to break down in about next month because that's when the contract on this yeah. piece of junk runs out and re- renew with U.S. Cellular and I'm going to get one of the, what do you call a it? A smartphone. smartphone. Yeah. And I'm going to learn how to use stuff. I'm going to get apps, guys. I'm going to get apps on that thing. So I was reading today. Bodie's clapping back there. Tom, I was thinking about you. Okay. You got to get into the world of, I mean, technology. It's like fishing, Tom. Are you still, you? would you still be using one of the original green black uh, sonar units? No. That, no. No. You moved on with technology. Right. Same thing with phones, bub. You got to move on. That's yeah. what I was thinking about. If you're going to get better and be with the rest of the world... Okay, you're just holding yourself back. So anyway, they got the DNR has a new DNR mobile app. Mm, you're right, they do. Yeah, which is pretty cool. It you can go on. It'll show you where you can go to take your find out where a CWD testing station is. And I was reading a little bit about it too. It even has like b- land boundaries and so forth, and all kinds of information. Public so, hunting grounds. Yeah, That's- and and I'm wondering, I'm wondering if it. If if like if you're out in the field with it, if it you'd be able to log on and it would show you where you're at in relation to a boundary. I wonder if it's well, your a GPS, GPS would. Yeah, sure. The GPS type yeah. thing because, uh, like, I've got 40 acres up there in Douglas County, and uh, 30 acres of it is across the river in this unbelievably wild stuff. I went there in the middle of winter last year when it was uh, like below zero, right around New Year's. And I crossed the river, saw a giant, giant uh, beaver laying by a uh, open stretch of river about a half a mile down. I couldn't, I couldn't believe how big it was. Anyway, there were wolf tracks down the river. But then I tried going across and figuring where the boundaries were. I had a compass, and I got kind of turned around there, and I, I couldn't quite figure it out. And then I came upon a, night, a survey stake that the surveyors had just put over there, and I mm-hmm. believe it marks the corner of my property. And it's real nice because it's a real cool uh, hillside with beautiful deer trails running through. So Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, hey, if I can get across the river and get back in there, uh, I'd be remote back there hunting. But I'd like to go in there with a GPS or something to be sure. So I can, you know, but I'm thinking this new app might be the way to go. Maybe. But you got to get rid of the flip phone, Tom. See, the other thing I didn't realize, like I'd be texting, you know, you know, girls sometimes, women, and they'd. I'd always get these texts with a bunch of question marks. Mm-hmm. Well, that's supposed to be a smiley face emoji. But <laughs> if you get a question mark text on your flip phone, that meant it was a smiley face. So I always wondered oh. why I, I was getting those question marks. Like, did she not understand me? <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what, Danny. She if was I, smiling the whole time, Nick. If, if I ever... Was charming her. Hey, if I ever started charming texting... Guy. If I ever started that... Like Grumpy Tom. 
I would, if anybody sent me any kind of emoji thingy, whatever those things are, little smiley, yeah, smiley face, or a I frown. would delete it. Oh, come on. No, I don't want them. <laughs> don't send me that dumb stuff. Tom, tell, send me what you want to tell me and don't add extra stuff to it. I, my, my dad, my dad used to write notes to my mom. It's kind of funny. He'd go, he called her fat girl. She called him baldy. He'd go, He'd go, love Baldy or fat girl. She wasn't fat, but he'd, they liked to, you know, loving names. And then he'd leave a little note, and he'd always draw like a little smiley face, you know. And then he'd write the name Lewis sometimes because that was his alter eagle, ego. His name mm. was Lloyd, but his nephew, when he was a little kid, called him Uncle Louie because he couldn't say Lloyd. So after that, my dad, alter ego was Lewis. Okay. Yeah. Lewis was the guy who would shoot the illegal deer. Lloyd was the one who was a high school counselor and deacon in the church. <laughs> he always kind of had like an altar, good, like good Spider-Man, bad Spider-Man. Oh, but yeah. he'd draw those little emojis with a smiley yeah, face, yeah, right? Okay. So I kind of started doing that. So like I work with some younger teachers and female teachers. I We work together and this and that. And, and I'd always sometimes leave those stupid, you know, like a homework sheet, I'd say, here, put this online. These are the answers to the math problems. And I'd put homework 1.5 and put a smiley face. Mm-hmm. And she looks at it and she goes, oh, my God. She goes, you're just like my dad. Yeah. He'd write those stupid little <laughs> smiley faces and stuff. Are you one of those yeah. guys where do you, you don't sign your texts like they're emails, right? Because that's one sign of being like an older person who doesn't quite understand texting is they think they have to sign every message like an email. Like my friend's dad will be like, hello, you need to pick milk up on your way home. We are having dinner at 6 dad like and every text if he's like okay sounds good he's like all right i will see you soon dad no i've never signed my name to to a text but here's here's my thing that i that i don't like sometimes like you got your contacts in your phone so most texts come up it tells you who it is like my buddy woody troy woodrow Mm -hmm. so text oh this is from woody the ones that kill me are you get a text from an unknown number that you don't recognize with somebody talking at you and you don't know who the heck it is. So I, some, sometimes I got to go back, send back. I, I used to ignore them. Then I just send back, who, who is this? Especially if you don't understand what they're talking about. You get some well, obscure thing from now, somebody you talked to three weeks ago about something you can't remember. And they send a half sentence blurb about something and you don't know what you just got. Well, Danny, nowadays, instead of getting these uh, spam uh, phone calls, you know, on your on your cell phone, you also get these spam texts. You know, somebody keeps texting me thinking I'm Brian. I'm not Brian, you know. They keep te- saying, oh, Brian, it's time to do this. Brian, it's time to do Who? And one time I, I called the number. Brian. And I said... Who the hell is Brian? I said, you're you're call you're texting the wrong guy, dude. You know, <laughs> don't text me. No, wait a second. You said you don't look at texts. Well, I had to because this was driving me. Nuts. Well, you know, I can see. Okay, so the key is. I can see the first name if I open it up before I click delete. You know, before yeah. I get rid of it, I say it'll say hi Brian. You know, and I'll see that, and I can barely read it, but I'll see that, and I mean, I just delete it then, but. One time, I mean, I was getting a lot of these, so finally I thought, who the hell? So I actually, I did text that. I didn't call. I'm sorry. I texted. You texted. Who the hell is Brian? Well, Somewhere there's a family where Brian hasn't been to Thanksgiving in like five years because they yeah. think he's ignoring the invite. Hey, right. Brian, could you make it to my wedding? Hey, well, hey Brian, we miss you. Or Brian. I think they're just trying to there. sell him something. That's what I think. Pro- 
Yeah. Kind of sound. I, I get the I get those phone calls. You're doing where, them a favor. Where they where they say so you got the new steak knives and yeah. <laughs> well, I was just looking at some new ones. Lion steel, lion yeah. steel steak knives. The only problem is they're like hundred and ten dollars for not, a set of four. They're not nineteen ninety five, but if you order today, they're really get, nice. Oh, they're beautiful, watching. beautiful. Well, anyway, going anyway, full circle, this yeah. uh, this DNR mobile app looks pretty cool. Uh, another thing, technology is. Making it easy for uh, um, the DNR themselves to actually do more uh, tech, scientific uh, type study of wildlife because they want deer hunters to uh, actually record their observations in the field, whether sure. they saw any yeah. deer, whether they did see deer yeah. every day you're out. And I believe that's all like quick online kind of a type thing where they can get mm-hmm. data or data, whatever you want to call it, and basically use the public at large, the hunting public, to help increase their uh which Very I think is a good idea because there's a lot of people who are very concerned about the 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 you know the animals in our state, the fish in our state, you know, and the and the the stewardship of those. Okay, right. so there they they you know there's a lot of people who want to basically help the DNR. You know, like getting an accurate count on the wolves. We know their count is not accurate, you know, but maybe more people that would maybe if they would listen to more people, you know. Well, see there again. There I go again. There you go again. Right because, away, you had to turn it because, in all negative. You know why? You Notice know, how and, he just turned it into that, negative. And that's I, why. And that's why Nick, the DNR, does not advertise on our he show. He turns it on. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, I pat him on the back back when they do good, but I'll 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 call him out if uh, if I don't agree with them. The DNR is in bed with some other people. That's hey, we, why they're not on our yeah, show. We got to go to a break, folks. It is uh, what is it? Six thirty. Yeah, we better go to a break. Okay. Coming up next is the gut report. Got a good one for you today. And also, don't forget, after the 645 break, we do play the Hornschwaggle. And after the 715 break, we will do the NFL football picking contest. And after the 730 break, we have Nate Sherper from Sherpers coming in the studio. So we'll be right back with more. Okay, Danny? Sounds good. All right. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly! The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. You've heard of onion rings, right? How about zucchini rings? That's right. You take that zucchini, cut it about a quarter inch to half inch thick, roughly, you know, just rough it out there. Cut a slice, take out the middle part where the seeds are, and then make a batter consisting of just roughly, I'm going to tell you real quick, roughly one cup of flour, half a cup of cornstarch, one teaspoon of baking powder, and then put ever water, and then, oh, the the liquid, that's got to be white soda, diet soda, regular soda, but it's got to be white, okay, white soda. you got to have that carbonation. You put enough liquid in there to make a nice batter, and the thing is is that since zucchini has no flavor of its own, you got to put stuff in there. Now, you could use something like a shore lunch batter or a legendary Northwoods batter. You could use that to make the batter out of, and that stuff is really good, right? So, uh, but add the spices, add whatever you want to season the batter because that's going to what's going to give the zucchini ring flavor. Oh, and by the way, you could use the same mixture for onion rings. Anyway, uh, and it's really good, by the way. Uh, the uh, Gut Report was brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you're going to find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com. 
Welcome back to Skipper Bud's Cutting Edge Outdoors. 799-1250 is the phone number. If you have a hunting, fishing report, give us a call. So, you know, it this morning when I saw you, Danny, it said, I said, boy, it, or you said it, yeah, it sure feels like fall's coming right around the corner. It does. It's chilly out this morning. Yes. And uh, so now, you know, now is the time when, you know, I mean, I was talking to some guys this last week who previous weeks they've been catching a lot of bass in deep water on drop shots. Okay, drop shot rigs. They couldn't find a bass in deeper water on drop shot drop shot rigs. And it seems like oftentimes everything was under the docks. Now, was this just a fluke? But it's been for over a week now that they haven't been finding the fish in the deeper water, which I'm still, there's still some. But I think with this weather change, fish are, for some reason, moving in. I know when that water temperature gets down to, like, in the low 60s, northern pike will start moving in to the, into the weed, yep. into the weeds, into actually, the weeds, yeah. in the shallower water. And that's going to push whatever bass are in those weeds right up, up close to shore under a lot of docks in that and under the heavy weed cover. So, so you think the pike they're not, actually, I, actually huh? have... You, so you think the the you know predators like pike and muskie moving into the weed edge has an influence on where the smaller predators, yeah. the bass, oh, yeah. are going to slide on in so yeah. they don't become part of the menu? Right, exactly. Yeah, they start moving in. As a matter of fact, yeah, it's a, the bigger pike will, will move. They'll move right into the weeds up on uh, on Lake Mendota. Uh, I forget. What's that popular bay called? Uh, oh, jeez, I can't. It's just to the right of the launch. Mendota? On, not, I mean, on Monona. Monona. Uh, uh, what do they call Squaw. that? Not Squaw Bay. The, uh, is it Squaw Bay? No. Or is it Monona Bay, the, the little small one that no, goes under the, the big, railroad tracks? A, no, that's a bigger bay. Well, anyway, but uh, years ago, yeah, we would find that. We would go up there all the time for that. I, I haven't been up to the Madison Chain of Lakes in quite a while, you know, but the big pike would always move in when, when that fall temperature would bring that water temperature down to around just above 60, you know, low 60s. Yeah, they'd start moving in, you know, and you'd be in there fishing bass in the weeds. You'd be getting bit off, you know. <laughs> the pike right. would be moving in. So anyway, but, uh, yeah, the, you know, we're going to start experiencing changes in that and uh, on fish movements and relocations just because of their bait fish is going to be moving around more. So, What was the lake you, know, you were talking last week about that you said a guy can go out and get a bunch of pike on uh, using live bait? We were talking. Oh, Nagawicka. Is Nagawicka? Nagawicka's a hot lake now i i would see i wish i wish i could go out there now and find out if they're still in the deep water you know down in that 15 20 foot range or have they are they starting to move up closer too i'd like to i'd like to go out there and try that you know and find out but according to my son chris he says we got to go to nagawicka next weekend i think or the weekend after and we're gonna try it so try and get some pike yeah we're gonna give that you know what's weird danny this 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 summer has been weird I mean, I little undersized bass under fourteen inches. I haven't caught many. Okay. Everything that we've been catching, it seems like, has all been like fifteen to twenty inches. Actually, the biggest one was twenty-one and a half. But a lot of those, you know, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen inches, fifteen to eighteen inches. You know, a lot of nice quality fish. Wherever we've been going, we've been doing really good. And I really wanted to catch a pike. And when you're throwing spinner baits and buzz baits and that, you're going to catch a pike or two. Wherever we go, right? You're going to catch a pike. Nope, have not caught a pike. Uh, not a legal one, at least. Not right. a legal pike, so I can practice my 
Y-bone filleting method <laughs> that I saw on YouTube. I mean, it looks so easy. I, I even remember it. I, I, I can do it, and it looks really easy. It looks really good. So I really want to do that, but I guess I got to get a pike first. But they well, just, yeah, I guess, they just, Tom, I, been, they just haven't been jumping on my baits this year for I some reason. I caught some nice ones trolling. Yeah, you said that. Yeah, you got some yeah. nice ones trolling. Although, you know, some people that you take out that aren't hardcore musky fishermen, they're excited catching a nice pike yeah. as well as it's catching a, a musky. Yeah. But then I, I'll take my regular musky clients mm-hmm. who've caught all kinds of fish, and, and they're all ticked off if they catch a pike instead yeah. of a musky. Mm-hmm. They're let down. Yeah, you get a 36-inch pike. Hell, that's a nice fish. I don't know. You know, that's a dandy. A, I think a 36-inch pike fights as much as a 36-inch musky. Of I, course I they know. do. but Without you know. a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting on Nagawica and, and seeing, you know, exactly where those are. But we also, I mean, you know, Nagawica is also a real good crappie lake. And, and you know, Years ago, it was a. It still is a good largemouth bass lake, but uh, the smallmouth over the years now, those are really taking hold out there too. A lot of smallies in that lake. It seems like smallies are in northern Wisconsin. Smallies are all over the place in those lakes where they had few, right? And now they're all over. Uh, and it seems like down here too, a lot more smallies are are showing up in lakes. You know, in more and more numbers. They must have. Uh, Good spawning or something, you know, because they're really showing up. But uh, Nagawica for a crappie lake, yeah, that's a that's a good crappie lake too. Excellent lake. You know, one of my trips, bucket list trip, once I retire, is I want to go back up to Nungesser Lake, mm-hmm. uh, which is near Red Lake. In fact, uh, John Gillespie and Pete Mayno went up there years ago with uh, Jack Penny, I believe, and they were trying to get some big pike. There's a there's a guy who used to belong to Pike Masters, Oliver Wendell. Uh, I think he's from Iowa. He's gone up. There. He used to go up there like the first week of September and use big suckers. And he'd do it in the spring, too, where the river runs in there. Mm-hmm. And he got several 30-pound, oh, wow. 50-inch pike. Monsters. And I made the mistake when I went up there years ago. I took Dad on a trip up there because he, uh, he had some kind of a... Uh, some kind of a blood type thing, and he ended up living another 10 years, but I, I didn't think he was going to make it another six months. I took him up there, and we caught some pike. I caught one long, skinny, maybe 40-incher in the weeds. Um, of course, we were just letting things go. But I made the mistake up there in that it's primarily a rock, deep, rocky, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, with points and islands and reefs, and it's a great walleye lake. And uh, I went out and trolled deep water with planer boards, actually. And uh, we'd catch walleyes and pike all day long. Most walleyes out there were decent size, four or five pounders, while uh, the pike were maybe, you know, five to eight pounds. Ron Johnson was jigging for walleyes, catching hundreds all day, but he was just catching smaller ones, mm-hmm. you know, the eating size. I was catching bigger ones suspended, but I never got the giant pike, which was my goal. Right. And what my mistake was, was I had not yet done the Lake of the Woods musky fishing, fishing rocks for big oh. muskies, right? Yeah. And looking back on it, on it, what I should have been doing is not throwing spoons in the shallow bays, mm-hmm. doing your, your, your basic pike stuff, right? Right, right. I should have been fishing musky style. Just as if I was fishing big muskies on Lake yeah. of the Woods. I should Throwing have been working those or rock points yeah. and stuff. Because I remember a guy came in, a group of people came in. I heard they'd got a 46-inch muskie 
on a Suic. And when I went to their boat, it was all musky tackle. It was all mm-hmm. musky gear, baits, and tackle. Yeah. They were fishing big pike, musky style, mm-hmm. and that is the way to fish big pike. Right. Yeah, because they eat the same stuff. Especially on yeah. that type of yeah. uh, terrain or habitat. In fact, there's a guy who has a place up there. Kevin Geary, I think is his name, has Angler's Kingdom up there. And he's got some pictures of, you know, 50-inch pike that they get. He His primary bait is a bulldog, chucking big yep. bulldogs yep. off those rock reefs and points. So I can't wait to get up there again. Yeah. And I think I'm going to do it with a combination fall bear hunt because you can do both. Oh, that would be great. Wouldn't it be cool that to be uh, go sit on the stand during the day, try and shoot a bear, and at the, then go, during the day go try and fish for yep. big pike, and you can catch all the walleyes you want. Yeah. No problem. To have yeah. eat walleyes every day. That would be nice. Yeah, Ron Johnson went there with me once. He says, say the word, he'd go up there again. Yeah. I know he would. Well, folks, it is now time for the Hornschwaggle. And the Hornschwaggle contest is, oh, oh I should bring this up real okay, bring quick. Bring it up, Tom. The prize contests on the Cutting Edge Outdoors are Tom's the sole, are sole responsibility, responsibility of the Cutting Edge Outdoors and uh, radio show and its sponsors. Any questions or comments should be directed to CEO guys at yahoo.com. The Hornschwaggle is brought to you by Carl's Country Market. Uh, check them out for their award-winning sausages, everything meat and more. They're on Pilgrim Road in Silver Spring in Menominee Falls and Bay by Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents. If you are a lucky winner, you will get a $10 gift certificate to Carl's Country Markets, and you get your choice of uh, Baitmate Fish Attractants, uh, insect repe- Coleman Insect Repellents, or a uh, first aid kit. So 799-1250 is the phone number. That's 414-799-1250. Call right now. Be a contestant. Be a winner. And if you've won, like Danny says, in the last six weeks, don't call. We got a list because uh, we want to give other people the chance. Okay? So, hey, we need a female to call. Yeah, 799 we got all these dudes calling and winning? Yeah. A woman uh, with Emails like are all on Danny's phone. They're texting him smiley yeah, faces. They're on, yeah, they're on. You're right about that. Faces. But um, all right. we want them to win a Carl's Country. They like that yeah. food at Carl's yeah. Country Market, too. Yeah. All right, folks. We'll be right back. Call right now, 799-1250. And horn schwaggle every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, horn schwaggler, you. <laughs> I've been horn schwaggled. I've been bamboozled by Mr. Haney. So here we go. <laughs> Apparently, we've got a little technical difficulties with our lines. Yeah, here, the phone guys. lines don't work, so don't bother calling yeah, us. Actually, I haven't had any lines that have worked for a long time. But. So I apologize for those that have been trying to call. Evidently, you're just getting the ringtone. So I blame part-time Nick back here entirely. (laughs) So as as a reward, unfortunately, listeners, and again, try again next week. I promise we'll have this fixed. Nick, you are the contestant contestant on the Hornschwaggle segment here. Nervous. You got your thinking cap on? I do. Let's go. I'd be nervous. Here we go. Wait a minute. I got to write down his name and where he's from. No, go ahead. Okay, Nick. All right. Well, he's Nick, and his thinking cap was from UW Oshkosh, so these might not be correct. Okay, Okay. yeah, especially you're right. UW Oshkosh, (laughs) all they do there is drink beer and cheer for their NAIA Division 6 teams. Okay, so 
Anyway, uh, birds. The topic of today is birds, because Tom and I are going to talk a little game bird hunting here in a little bit, even All though right. he doesn't know about it, but now he does. Birds, actually, they say, uh, may have kind of like evolved from reptiles. Hornschwaggle or no hornschwaggle? No hornschwaggle. Give yourself a ring over there. Yeah, you were okay, correct. Uh, let's see. There are four species of quail, bobwhite, mirns, gambles, and scaled. Hornschwaggle or no hornschwaggle? I'll say that's no hornschwaggle. No hornschwaggle. Give yourself another Sounds ring. Sounds right. Well, okay. God, you won the prizes. Boom. Uh, the Hungarian partridge was actually named after the famed naturalist Oliver Hungary. I'm going to say Hornschwaggle. Hornschwaggle. Yeah. Hungarian yeah. partridge came. Hey, we... Tom, do you know another name for Hungarian partridge? Uh, yes. You know what they're called by the, uh, uh, hold on. Oh, I can't the, think of it. But I, I uh, heard it one time. Associate... No, that's fish. That's the fish. The Ornithological Union. What does the American Ornithological Union call the Hungarian partridge, Tom? I've heard it before. Okay, and nickname. I, I, okay, I can't I'm gonna, think of it. Here's a little hint. Color. I don't know. Just tell me. Dull color. Just tell me. Gray partridge. Gray partridge. No, Gray partridge. I, yeah, actually, I did not hear that. You didn't hear <laughs> I that? I don't know that. No. Okay. I was thinking of something else. Now, so, Danny, have you heard this thing? Because you mentioned that birds were related to lizards. Uh, do you know that they think dinosaurs yeah, have dinosaurs. feathers now? And yeah. that they were all. So, how weird is that? What's that? That they had, dinosaurs had feathers. They think dinosaurs were really closely related to birds. Right. I dinosaur, know they looked at the skeletal structure. And, and, now, and now they're saying that dinosaurs probably had feathers. There's like a lot of scientists who believe that was a thing. So, they didn't have green That's, skin? Or gray skin? Yeah, they like might have. Elephant? They Maybe might not. have. Well, here's the and thing, though. feathers? Here's the thing. They can guess all they want because feathers don't... I mean, bones last, feathers don't. Right. Is that why? So they're yeah. just guessing that they had feathers because of the bone structure. Mm -hmm. All right? But it's just like guessing about like how the how the universe started. You know? They're, yeah. They guess. I, you know, I, I lose a lot know? of sleep every night thinking so, about that. Tom. I mean, it's like they're, it they're guessing. It's just why a theory. They don't know for sure. Are you know? aliens? They don't know for sure. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah. They don't know. Nobody knows for sure. Are they? Are they not? I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Until we see one. There's a joke about that, but I won't say anything about that Is it joke. a dirty, bad joke? No, it's a joke uh, about women us. that uh, oh, women no, would get mad any, at we, me, and I'm not going to tell oh, it. Oh, it's a woman joke? Yeah, I'm not going to tell, tell it. you got to tell me that on the break. Yeah, I'll tell you that. You know, one time I, I, I was at, uh, when I worked for Bally Fitness Club years ago, I think I told you this story, but we'll say it again anyway. We were down in Florida, and we were partying at some uh, motel outside by the pool, and all of us as a group were going to go out. Jeff Littman was our area director at the time, and somehow I started telling jokes. And women jokes, right? And you want, and I was rolling, you know, one after another. Yeah. And we were laughing. Oh, my God, we were laughing. And then I remember there was one gal I work with, Doris, and her husband was Raul. And we, we looked over by Raul and Doris, and somebody commented, commented, look, Raul wants to laugh in the worst way, but he can't because Doris <laughs> is glaring at him. So, th so then the girls planned. I had all these females all angry with me. They they had a plan. They they were gonna try to. What were they gonna try and do? They were gonna try and get me to drink, and then they were gonna like, sh you know, once I was passed out, shave my eyebrows off or mm -hmm, something like mm -hmm. that, paint my nails. Yeah, yeah. But of course, I don't drink, so they couldn't get me that way. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. In other words, you locked yourself into a room so that they no, couldn't get at you. In other words, they couldn't put the big guy down. <laughs> Marlon kept hitting the elephant with yet another tranquilizer dart, and Jim, it still won't go to its knees. It can take another one. Oh, yeah. goodness. Oh. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, uh, anyway. Uh, Tom, I want yeah. to talk about birds a little bit, though. Yeah. So I got this latest edition of Pheasants Forever. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a member. I just, Mm -hmm. you know, get the magazine support Habitat. But they got a list of uh, combination hunts. And it's kind of interesting. State by state, they talk about some of these combination type hunts and trips that you can take. So here's here's one. And maybe you can weigh in if, if you, some of these birds I've never heard about. Okay, Louisiana woodcock and snipe. Now I've hunted woodcock before. Have you ever hunted snipe? I, I I shot a woodcock one time, only one. I thought it was something else, <laughs> but anyway. But uh, snipe, I've heard about that. There's a joke about going taking somebody snipe hunting, and and of course they never find them, you know, and whatever. But uh, I I no, I've never shot a snipe. I I don't even know what the heck a snipe looks like. You, what's the joke you said about? Oh, There's a joke mind. about snipe. Yeah, it's not like a joke. Is, is it it's a not bad a joke? joke? That was no. just a thing. It's like, not about women. We can't no. defend snipe. It's like you a wild it. goose chase. Like, it's like a wild goose chase. We took yeah. him on a snipe hunt, and you just take some oh, idiot out to a field okay. and leave and him. say, yeah. "Here, stand here, wait for. We'll drive the snipe right. to you, and, but, then, he, but, and here, then you here, go to a bar and let him sit there." Here's the picture of the snipe underneath the woodcock. Oh, those little guys. You see yeah. that, that little guy down here? Yeah, I've seen see, those. See, they look a lot like a woodcock. Okay. They both got kind of a beak on them. Yeah, a long beak, yeah. Are there snipe in Wisconsin? I don't know. Is that where they came up with the word sniper? I don't know. Another thing to lose sleep over as I ponder these things. So okay. I think we got to go to break. But yeah, when we, we come got, back, yeah. i got some more of these great hunts <laughs> I want to talk about. All right, we'll be right back, folks. Stay tuned for more of the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors with Dan Bush and me, Tom Newbauer. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.